You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello, and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Jeff, and I will be your host today. We're going to have a free-for-all match. Uh, I've challenged all of the gentlemen in the studio with me to a game today. So uh, let's just go around the table and uh, see who's here. Yeah, it's Ken. And Matt. And Neil. And we're... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, right at the top here, we wanted to send out a quick acknowledgement. Um, Thanks for the mention, uh, Trivial Warfare. Another great trivia podcast we suggest that you guys check out. Um, It's really uh, entertaining, great questions, very challenging, and... uh, lot of fun so trivial warfare are uh our partners in trivia yeah uh you know we've been doing this for about a month or so now we've been kind of blown away by all the support we've been getting from uh the trivia community and a lot of the podcasts in the trivia community um lita george does something something birds which is kind of like uh name that tune without being allowed to call it name that tune uh if you've seen beat shazam uh it's kind of a similar concept they do uh, like eight to ten second clips of the song, you guess, and it's pretty awesome. And uh, we like to thank you for the shout out. So check that podcast out too. Another thing I like is this format's really short, so you can you can play, you know, just go right through a couple just episodes. Blow through those, yeah, yeah uh, really quickly. So it's nice. Yeah, and best of luck to him on his uh, Jeopardy tryout. I'm not sure when that's going to be, but I saw him posting uh, people sending in questions to help him. So whenever you do that, Lee, uh, good luck on that. And uh, we we heard Lee from Trivial Warfare, so it's all full circle. So. Uh, make sure you check out both of those podcasts, Trivial Warfare and Something Something Birds. And I, I wanted to bring up something, too. Uh, for our listeners, uh, we've been getting uh, more and more reviews, and we really appreciate you guys writing in, uh, telling us what you think of the show on iTunes. So uh, we're going to do a little uh, fun contest, I guess we can call it. Uh, we want to get to 50 reviews. We're at 14 right now. So once we get to 50, what we're going to do is pull 10 reviews uh, out of a hat, and whoever wrote those reviews, we're going to try and contact and uh, give away a prize. So yeah, write in those reviews and uh, help us get to 50. Uh, Jeff, you said you had a, a story that your coworker told you that sounded really funny right before we start. Yeah, so um, I I did uh, earlier in the week. Um, coworker knows that I do this. Um, hasn't listened to the show, I'm pretty sure, but uh, so I won't call them out. But they, you know, they, they posed a trivia question for me, knowing that I like to do this kind of stuff. And uh, I'll pose it to you. Um, I definitely got it wrong, and I'll tell you what my answer was and what my logic was. But uh, so it was posed to me, and the question was, what is the most expensive liquid? Hmm. And that's by by amount, so you know ounce gallon, whatever you want to measure it in. Uh, the most expensive per 
any metric there. Hmm. I'm going to say uh, jet fuel. Yeah. Oh, that's a good guess. Like rocket fuel, yeah. I should say. Rocket fuel. Hmm. In my experience, it's always been Cavassier. So. <laughs> Cavassier? Um, is mercury when it's is that a liquid possibly? Oh, yeah, maybe Louis the, Louis the Thirteenth. Yeah, um, <laughs> somewhere in that range. Uh, mercury's mercury is liquid. It's uh, I don't know. Like that goes in thermometers. It's probably not. But that they throw expensive. it in thermometers. Someone guess yeah, it's that right. expensive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I had thought of uh, Louis the the Thirteenth. So those are those are all great. So my first gut reaction: genetic material is often quite valuable. So I originally guessed bull semen, and then I I quickly redacted and I went no. Like thoroughbred, thoroughbred no. racing horse lizard semen. semen. No, because <laughs> uh, I figured like you know they they try and keep the bloodlines pretty pure. I know that that stuff can be kind of expensive. Um, so I was completely astonished. This that's not even on the radar. Is actually scorpion venom mm. at thirty nine million dollars a gallon. Scorpion venom is the uh, most expensive liquid. Oh man, I gotta sell my scorpion venom. <laughs> I had no idea I was sitting on a gold mine. Uh, so the protein found in scorpion venom can be used to treat pain in humans, uh, especially those who suffer from MS. Um, it's also uh, prescribed to people who have RA, rheumatoid arthritis, or IBS, inflammatory bowel disease. Uh, but uh, yeah, at $39 million a gallon, scorpion venom is the uh, most expensive liquid. It's crazy expensive. Well, knowing we got that wrong just uh, makes my confidence uh, shrink a little bit lower right before we start this game. So I guess I guess we should just start it. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Fair enough. So if we're going to start, let me just break down the rules real quick. 20 questions in a variety of topics worth 10 points apiece, split into two rounds. Halftime, we're going to be doing a special swing round designed by me, uh, where the players can rack up some extra points. At the end of regulation, players will enter the final round with the points they've accumulated and have the chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Everyone ready to get started? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's rock and roll. All right. What Star Wars actress portrayed Matilda in Leon, the professional? Okay. Yeah, I know this. I know this one, too. I'm in. It's an actress question, and I feel like I know it, so I'm pretty happy with this. All right. Ken was uh, quite sure. What did you say? Um, This is uh, Natalie Portman. Neil? Uh, Yes. While I uh, prefer her young performance in Beautiful Girls, uh, it is Natalie Portman. I said Natalie Portman. And a sweep to start. Everybody with 10 points right off the bat. I feel like th- that you're you're uh, buttering us up, and now you're going to like throw down the hammer. But I feel good right now, I will tell you that. There's a good mix. Yeah. Uh, I made easy and hard questions. Okay. Question two. On what planet would you find NASA's Curiosity rover? Okay. Yep. I uh, feel pretty good about this one as well. Okay. I'm in. Yeah, same. All right. Uh, I'll kick it to Neil. I believe that's Mars. I also said Mars. I said Mars. Yeah. All right. Well done. Oh God, this Mars is, this all is around. Totally going to be a Shyamalan twist. I know it's coming. <laughs> this is way too easy for Jeff, and it's just going to get hard. Uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta get a little bit of a warm up. You wake up in your own bed. You're like, oh my God, it was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeff's like, hey guys, my game's ready, and it's just like name the seven moons of of Zanzibar or something. <laughs> okay. Uh, question three. What is the capital city of Canada? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, These questions are bad because I feel like I should know it and I feel stupid for not knowing it. I'm going, yeah. to, I'm going to insult all of you that get this wrong. Well, what stinks is, is they're just our neighbors up to the north and it's not like they're that you know, different from us or far away and, and I should know this. Um, 
I should expect that you should know it or have a reasonable chance to figure it out. If you didn't come immediately, I thought you would get it. Not in the time I'm going to allot you, but eventually. Okay. I'm, uh, I have something written. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not too happy about it, but I wrote an answer down. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll begin. I could have written a city that I know is in Canada. I did not do that. Um, I wrote one that I think is in Canada. It might be in Australia or Africa, perhaps. So I wrote Victoria. Okay. Uh, I, I wasn't too sure. Um, I was toying between... I, I don't think Vancouver is the capital. I don't think... Uh, Toronto might be the capital because it, it seems pretty obvious. But just knowing their French roots, I just went with Montreal. Yeah. I was I was toying between Montreal and Edmonton for a little bit, but I ended up going with Toronto. Okay. While Toronto is in the same province as this capital... Uh, if I said that uh, you should have thought about senators, maybe? Uh, Ottawa. It was Ottawa? Oh. It is Ottawa. Hmm. I thought you might back that your way into is that Victoria one. Is Victoria a Canadian city? No. It's Australia. Uh, Australia. I mean, it might be, but um, like it's principally more known for, yeah. Australia. That's where and I was other places. Yeah. yeah, I knew it wasn't one of the ones that I thought it was. Yeah. I thought maybe if you thought about sports teams, because there's, yeah. you know, uh, we all know hockey pretty well. I figured if you came up with Ottawa Senators, you yeah, might I, think pretty logically. I wouldn't have been able to pick one out of the, uh, I believe there's seven Canadian hockey teams. There, there's an Ottawa suburb in Illinois, right? I think yeah, there is. I yeah. think I did a music tournament there once. Okay, there is. I just want to make sure. Okay. <laughs> Great. Not that anyone cares, but... <laughs> Good info. It's uh, how did it go? Don't so, worry, that's going to get cut. Uh, it went <laughs> just okay. Just kidding, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. uh. <laughs> uh, on to question four. Cogito ergo sum. Latin for I think, therefore I am, was a phrase written by which philosopher in his text, Meditations on First Philosophy? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I'm in. Yeah, I don't care. I'm in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ken thinks he knows it. I went with Descartes. Okay. Matt? Plato. Neil? Uh, uh, so if I remember correctly, you're the philosophy guy. I think I, I was taught that spa is the way to remember the su- succession of order. It was Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. Um, and the, just merely for the fact that you said it was uh, meditations on first philosophy, I figured it was the first one, so I put Socrates. Okay. Well, Ken is the only one receiving points on this question. It is, of mm. course, Rene Descartes. Ah. Of course. I say, of course, yes, because I'm the I'm the one who should know that. Um, Latin should have hoped I was hoping would help you out of the Plato, Aristotle, mm. Socrates, because they were, of course, Greek. Oh yeah, but De, uh, Descartes was French, though, right? Yeah. But okay. a, a lot of a lot of academia was done in Latin, even if you had like French as a as a language. How tedious! Yeah, Latin just made me think of the old guys. Not... That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, so I got in that era. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I had to I had to shake that thought off myself. But <laughs> you had to shake it. I was off? I was pretty sure it was uh, Descartes. But we named know, philosophers, so I feel like yeah. that was yeah. a good start. Success and, and Spa. You had the order perfectly dead on. So it would be correct? Socrates, okay. Plato, Aristotle. You've got it right. Uh, Socrates didn't really write anything. All of the Socratic dialogues were written by Plato about interactions Socrates had. Mm-hmm. So, Well, we do know his most famous interaction was with Bill and Ted when he said, uh, <laughs> when he said uh, we're all like dust in the wind, or I should say they said that to him. I think his most famous interaction was with Hemlock, but that's neither here nor there. On to question five, which is a listener-submitted question. This one comes today from Adam Abbasi. So uh, thanks, Adam. Much appreciated. So the question is, within five years, when was the University of Chicago opened? Hmm. That's tough. That is tough. little local geography question for you. First of all, when was the city of Chicago established? And then let's go from there. <laughs> well, it's, it's not on the flag. 
which is good because all good flag design should have no words or numbers written on it. Is mm. that pre pre fire or post fire that it was established? Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking it's probably. I don't know why I'm t- why I'm <laughs> discussing with you. <laughs> I know it's like we're. I think it's post. It's in the crest. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I think it's post fire, but. I think you might be right. I'm trying to remember. I'm just trying to see the crest in my head, but it might be pre-fire. All right. We're within five? Yes. Okay. That's a, that's a good question, Adam. Yeah. And uh, I think I think you stumped me, but I'm taking a guess. I, one one number came right into my head. I, I have no idea why I'm thinking of this number. It is probably totally incorrect, but I'm just going to go with it. Mm-hmm. I'm changing my answer. I'm, I'm, I'm going earlier. All right. Who has the least confidence? That's who I want to pick on right Ooh, now. Oh, me. Me, me, me. All right, Ken. Go for it. I went 1880. All right. I also went 1880. What? No way. I think we got got a little cheating here. I didn't didn't see. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm changing my answer. I couldn't even see your paper if I wanted to. I don't know how. I know, but your desk is three feet higher than Matt, and you're sitting behind him. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Just for people to visualize that. Uh, Just imagine this as a classroom. (laughs) We're we're in stadium seating classroom. Uh, I went with 1897 for no reason. Okay. So your answer wasn't even... Based on the 1880 no. scheme here? No, no, I'm just saying because you're cheating. It was a coincidence. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know you're not cheating. Well, the good news to one of you is you will receive points. Oh, one of us. We know how this is going to end Boo. then. <laughs> For the record, that's not mutually exclusive. Two of you uh, could be receiving points. You're not. But we're not. It's Neil Ooh. receiving points. The University of Chicago was opened in 1892, Ooh. and you just, just snuck in on that answer. Man, I was gonna say 1900, which would have been closer, but still out of the uh, the range. That was my original. Yeah, I just snuck into that answer, and that's the only way I'd be able to get into University of Chicago is by sneaking, <laughs> sneaking in. in. <laughs> uh, well, you could just show up on campus. It doesn't mean you have to attend classes there. All right, on to question six. Bruce Willis was in what 1995 movie about a convict turned time traveler? All right, I'm in. I don't think i'm giving neil anything that he didn't already know by saying is this the second uh luke Besson question of the game uh it is not these hints do nothing for me and i don't have any clue so. yeah see i figured <laughs> yeah. i figured that was good. well it could either I, I don't care if you get the hint but it's either a luke Besson question or it's a terry gilliam question mm-hmm I'll say my wrong answer first. Uh, whenever there's a time travel question and I don't know, I just say Looper, even though it's wrong. But he's in it, so. It's true. Yeah, not terrible. Yeah, there was some affiliation. Not All 1995, right. though. <laughs> Ken, you went, changed uh, your answer. 13 monkeys. Oof. Did I did I get the number wrong? I did. Uh, it's 12 monkeys, isn't it? It is 12 monkeys. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I went 12 monkeys, yeah. Neil with the credit on 12 monkeys. Also, um, Fifth Element was not 1995. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, yeah. That, that would have given, been a giveaway. Question seven. In what country was basketball invented? Shoot, I, I so I asked a question way before we even started the podcast uh, uh, about what kind of baskets were used. And I remember they were Peach, and it was invented by Naismith, I think was his name. I'm just trying to remember... If it was in the U.S. or not, this is getting me. All right, I'm in. All right, I said uh, U.S. Okay. Yeah, if it's not the U.S., I'm going to feel really stupid on this one. So I said USA. I put Canada. Oh, Neil, it's Canada. <laughs> it is? Yeah, oh, it's good. absolutely Canada. <laughs> I had a feeling. Neil's kind of running away with this one a little bit. Because I, I remember doing the research for this, and when they talked about how we used peach baskets and that uh, the way the game was structured, 
it, it said Canada, and I was like, oh, that's crazy because it's such a, it's such a uh, an American followed sport, even though I know it's international, but um, the NBA is so like America centric. So uh, I'm glad I went with that guess. Yeah, it seems so easy, and I was like, it can't be, but it can't be anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was something else. Great. It's usually usually how those things go. Question eight: Within three years, when did India gain its independence from Britain? Trying to remember the uh, the film Gandhi here. Yeah, I don't even I know fear. the era, so I have I have an answer. So I'm between a few time periods, but I I don't I don't think they're right. But I'm just gonna go with I have an answer. Uh, a little fun fact about Gandhi: um, that year it beat E.T. for Best Picture. Written at Richard Attenborough beat uh, Steven Spielberg for Best Director. And as many people know, Richard Attenborough would go on to be... Jurassic Park. Yep, he would star in Jurassic Park, and uh, Ben Kingsley would go on to star in uh, Schindler's List with Spielberg. So, so uh, I'm a bigger I'll, David fan. I'll go first. Yeah. I'll go first here. Um, I remember on another podcast, I think it was Trivial Warfare, actually, they were talking about uh, this question, and um, they were discussing whether it was right before World War One or right after World War One. I. I can't really remember um, what was discussed, but... I thought it was before World War One. I. I said 1911. Okay. Um, so for some reason, I had the the number three in my head. I don't know anything about this question. I, I'm not pulling it from anywhere in my head, but I was g- going between 1913, 1903, and then 1923. And for no reason other than uh, the fact that I was happy that LeBron James lost another championship, I went with 1923. I thought much later. Um, I thought it was after World War One, somewhere right in the middle of around World War II. Uh, I just said 1941. Uh, Matt had the right idea. You got to go a little bit later still. Is it 47? It's 47. And I had 47 and I crossed it out three separate times because it just seemed way too late. And uh, that kills me. That's good to know though, 47. Yeah, yeah it's, so, it's much later than you would think. Hmm. Uh, I know I've mentioned it before. I don't know if it's ever made any of our show cuts, but I'm a big fan of uh, Salman Rushdie so, and Midnight's Children. Mm-hmm. So um, that's yeah, it's a it's a really great uh, retelling of the. So Jeff's uh, easy game has taken the Shyamalanian turn. It has, <laughs> and yeah. one of us is a creature, so we you, won't tell you. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you tuned out after two questions and just checked back in with us, uh, it's gone a little downhill. Since also, then. I can't be touched with water. Mm. Not necessarily for <laughs> Neil. Um, while you guys um, may be zero for four, Neil is three of the last four nah. so this is unheard of i think it's the coffee we're drinking whatever i put in it it's working you put something in that? i put the limitless pill in there <laughs> and, and just yours question nine who painted the dutch golden age painting the night watch oh. how many uh great dutch painters do you know none this kills me because i've i've heard a question about the night watchman many many times and i'm like i'm gonna learn that painter's name and i never do and all i can think of is keanu reeves was going to be in a movie called the night watchman that never happened well i know the worst thing is that i wrote this exact question and i can't remember the answer maybe you maybe i heard it from you i i've heard it several times though okay i wrote an answer down don't think it's correct oh wait so change your answer <laughs> no you're good ken's back out neil how you feeling now, once you're in, you're in. This is not the hokey pokey. I... <laughs> oh, all right. That's fine. the episode title. <laughs> okay, I have an answer. I'm pretty sure he's not Dutch, um, but I just I like a movie that uh, is about this guy, so I'm just going to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm good. Okay. 
So, Neil, what movie do you like about what guy? Uh, well, I love the documentary directed by Teller of Penn & Teller fame, uh, Paul's Vermeer. And it's a really great documentary if you haven't seen it. It's about a, a scientist that are friends that's friends with Penn & Teller. And uh, he um, basically figured out the science of how Vermeer painted the uh, camera obscura and uh, basically recreated one of Vermeer's paintings uh, so well that uh, art historians couldn't tell the difference between the real thing and his. Um, and so I just went with Vermeer. Mm-hmm. I put my favorite Sliders character, Rembrandt. Mm. Ken? I hate to bring this back around to another one of our episodes, but I was just trying to pick a guy that I knew wasn't uh, like French or uh, Italian, and I just said Munch. Two Dutch painters usually come to mind. That would be Van Gogh and Rembrandt. Yeah. It was wow. Rembrandt. Oh, I w- see, I went with Rembrandt on that episode, uh, your Edward Munch, uh, the one about what painting was stolen. Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, you recently posted uh, on the Triviality Podcast about sliders, and that made me think of Rembrandt, and that's honestly what jogged my memory towards this one. Because you said, what was the name of the uh, the main character? Oh, you mean Quantum Leap? Was it Quantum Leap? Yeah. Hey, I yeah. did that completely wrong, and I got the right answer. Uh, apples and oranges. Hey, close enough. As long as you get the right answer. <laughs> Question 10. Who won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 2016? I'm not going to write the answer. I'm covering my answer to. so Matt can't look. Yeah. game's gotten heated. People are very protective of their answers. Finally, I can get one right again. Um, um, I think it's Bob Dylan. Blonde on blonde, Bob Dylan. I knew Bob Dylan won this, and I didn't put anything down, so nothing for me. So unfortunately, nothing for Matt, but Ken and Neil do get points. It was, of course, famously Bob Dylan who declined. Uh, to receive his prize. I didn't put that in because I thought that would be a dead giveaway. Um, also, it's kind of funny that he won it in literature. So. Yeah. Well, I wasn't even thinking literature. I heard Nobel Prize and my mind went to... Um, Malala Yousaf. Absolutely. Yeah. And I couldn't remember the name and then I gave up much too early. <laughs> that's when he went... I, I was thinking of that initially and then he said 2016 uh, for literature and then that's when I knew mm-hmm. it was Bob Dylan. Yeah. yeah. He's a, you know, acclaimed poet. lyricist though so i guess that's where the, where they came basically just a poet putting his poetry to music so yeah exactly so tabulating scores after the first half yeah i have uh, 40 I, have I, I fell off pretty hard after that uh, the first uh, four questions ken there is, and... ken is absolutely right he has 40 he's got a lead just over matt with 30 neil coming out as the shining star of round one wow well, surprised yeah um it's not so much that uh, I've only got four correct. It's the, the the nature of the ones that I got wrong. I got them so wrong. <laughs> so bad. So embarrassing. It's okay, though. It's okay. I'll come back. Yeah. I had a couple right answers that I've crossed out or was off by just a couple. So, yeah. Well, the, the question we have to ask ourselves here is if Ken has, like, a screw loose today, uh, because for some reason he just handed me a DVD of the uh, Dirty Baker's Dozen, which... Oh, dirty please. thirteen, but should be a dirty dirty dozen. Yeah, I just had a I just had a little conniption. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. 
I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So on to our halftime. Today in our halftime, I focused on movies, specifically IMDb's top-rated movies. What I'd like for you to name is five of the top 10 movies, according to IMDb users, as of April 13th, 2017. I'll give you 10 points apiece for your correct answers. I already know that. I already know a bunch of them. I'm just trying to make sure that they're on the, the it always, list. It feels like there's more pressure when a question's in your wheelhouse. It's like, oh, I can't screw this one up. I know the first two. That's all that matters. I know that for sure, because the number one is the one I, I agree with, and uh, it's my favorite movie. But a lot of the ones on IMDb are user-generated, so some of them don't really belong there, and they're only like five years old, so people just vote them super mm-hmm. high. Yeah. So, Matt, you had the fewest points going into halftime today, so I will let you start. Just name five of the top ten movies on IMDb. Um, I said Citizen Kane, Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, Godfather, and Schindler's List. Mm, that's a good, uh, good list. Okay. And uh, on to Ken next. Okay, so um, two I'm pretty sure about. I think Shawshank Redemption is number one for sure. I think Dark Knight is in there. Then I had to start kind of guessing. I went Citizen Kane, 2001 Space Odyssey, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. All right. Lord of the Rings? I was thinking Lord of the Rings because it ends up in these lists for some reason. That would just make this whole list a sham. Oh, my God, Neil. You're you're just so incorrect. That that movie ties Ben-Hur and... uh, Titanic? And uh, no, it, <laughs> Titanic. Titanic didn't even win that many. Did it? I didn't even think it of tied Titanic. Ben Hur for the most ever. The new yeah, Ben Hur? Un- unjustly, though. So, Neil. Maybe if I watch them in 60 frames per second, I'll oh, right. change my opinion. That's The Hobbit, all right? How about some answers, Neil? <laughs> Neil's quite disappointed here, but I'll, I'll let him go. Neil, five of the top 10. I like Peter Jackson. I like The Frighteners. I like Dead Alive. Um, King Kong. King Kong's okay. It's okay. Um, but uh, they're, they're fine. I just. I'll rewatch them and then I'll report back, but I just find them boring and I fall asleep. Okay. Uh, number one is definitely Shawshank Redemption. Frank Darabont. It's probably my favorite movie if I had to gun to my head. Number two is actually The Godfather. Yeah, Coppola's masterpiece. Dark Knight, I believe, is in the top five. Um, and uh, number four and number five, a l- little bit of a toss-up. I'm trying to decide if I should go old or new. Um, if this was AFI, obviously Citizen Kane would be in the top five, but I'm going to go with Schindler's List, which I think might be eight, but I want to put Schindler's List in there for a little bit of Spielberg. And then five, I was debating Wizard of Oz or Casablanca. Um, so I'm going to go Casablanca. So Shawshank, Godfather, Dark Knight, Schindler's List, Casablanca. So I will let you know um, that, uh, Matt, you had two of them right. All right, I guess. Ken, you had three of them right. Neil, four of them right. So you'll be getting 40 points, Ken 30, 
and Matt 20. Let me give you the list real quick, and I've got a little bit further. I want, I'll go through the top 15. Uh, absolutely right, number one, Shawshank Redemption. Number two, The Godfather. This is where we all fell off a little bit. Number three, The Godfather Part 2. Mm, oh, I, I had that one. I should have said it. Dark Knight was in the top five at four. 12 Angry Men comes in at number five. Absolutely yeah. right. With Schindler's men, List. <laughs> 13 Angry Men, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Make one mistake. (laughs) One little mistake. Schindler's List comes in at six. Pulp Fiction, seven. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, absolutely in the top ten at eight. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Mm. nine. And the top ten rounds out with Fight Club. Mm. I'm so glad Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. You know, I had had Pulp Fiction on there, and I almost said it, and I really, obviously, I wish I Originally, I had written a top 15 list. Thought that might be a little too hard. You're going to hear now why I picked top 15, really wanted to do this. Mostly because I think it's really going to hurt Neil's feelings. Number 11, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the mm-hmm. Ring. Number 12, Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gump comes in at 13, Inception at 14. And if you go all the way to 15, you get the full trilogy. Lord of the Rings, wow. Two Towers is yeah, 15. That's, right, Neil. that's a little, yeah, but this is IMDb. I like them apples. <laughs> I, I don't like the apples. Um, I also think Empire Strikes Back, I love it, but I think it's a little overrated. I think yeah. Boba Fett is a very. Uh, how do you character. like? How do you like that Lemba spread? Is that from Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Oh or my god! So Lord of the Rings has twenty percent of the best fifteen movies of all time. Excuse yourself, Neil. Yes, that yes. makes sense. It does. I'll excuse myself and then I'll do it again. I'll do it five more times before I stop. Just like the end Go of back Return to the of the Shire. King. Go back yeah. to the Shire. Uh, I thought maybe Ken might guess Inception. It's a, I know it's a favorite of yours. I was, th- it is I w- highly I was rated. thinking about Inception. Yeah, um, highly rated. I wasn't but kept out of the top enough. Ten. You didn't incept yourself enough to remember mm-hmm. to say Inception. Well, he would have been wrong anyways, because that's just outside of the top 10. The only thing that Lord of the Rings, Return of the King this didn't provide guy. was 40 points, which I did get. So I hope sorry. you sail off to the Gray Havens very shortly, Neil. Oh, wow. man. There are a lot of hostility in this <laughs> round. There's a, there's a lot of uh, Lord of the Rings references that I don't get. Samwise Ganji, I know that. Sean oh, Astin. Nailed it. Why don't you watch it again, and maybe uh, you can right. be better informed. I'll watch it again. I watched them all when I was in... Uh, well, no, some of them I wasn't in film school, but... Uh, I don't know. I'll watch them again. We we'll went see what to happens. film school. Too good for Lord. Of the I Rain. went to Liverpool Film School. With <laughs> Rico Star hung it on me wall. <laughs> so yeah. n- no change in the standing once I tabulate the points here. Uh, so everyone does get a bit of a bump. Matt goes up to fifty. Ken to seventy, and Neil triple digits at a hundred. Wow. I'm just getting all this hostility because I'm in the lead for once. <laughs> all right. Let's start round two. Portugal shares a land border with this country. I have an idea on this one. Geography is not my strong suit, as I'm sure our listeners already know, seeing as I confuse capital cities of uh, Canada and Australia. But To be fair, you didn't confuse them because the capital of Australia is ACT. Victoria. I know, I know. The I Australian know. capital territory. The worst thing is I might be on the wrong continent and then I'm going to feel real stupid. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm good. I'm we between can... two right now, but I think I'm just going to go with Brazil just because... Um, I don't know. Just because I want to. All right, Neil with Brazil. Ken? Is Portugal not in Europe? I want uh, Spain. I also thought it was in Europe and said Spain. Well, it's a good thing you did because Spain is the correct answer. Yeah. See, there you go. My first thought Can was... we get off this uh, 12 monkeys thing now? I... <laughs> oh, no, it'll come <laughs> back. I focus back on this? I thought, I thought 
like my first thought was Chile too for some reason like no it's in it's in Europe now that yeah when you say Spain it makes sense but I think you're, not you're thinking country. because Portuguese is the official language that's why Brazil, yeah that's why you're you're down to only the one monkey on your back now mm. 12 all right question two Sergeant Horvath Private Rubin and Private Jackson are characters in this movie I'm th- you know I'm I'm running through a bunch of war movies in my head and I'm wondering if I'm on the wrong track. Because Jeff would most likely pick a pretty popular one. Um, Horvath, Ruben, or Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I could see him going Saving Private Ryan, but I'm trying to think. I mean... Horvath. Man, that Horvath is... Uh, huh. I'm, I'm officially locked in with an answer. Yep, I'm in. Quit looking at my sheet, man. Right. I can't read your handwriting anyway, so what's the point? I'm not happy with it, but... All right, Matt is the first in. Matt, what did you say? So I was initially thinking the Damon Wayne's classic Major Pain, which I know is now Ooh, right. I, uh, I ended up settling in with a few good men. All right, Ken. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, now now that I've written my answer and the answers are coming in, I think it's a cop movie and not a war movie. But I said Thin Red Line. And Neil. Uh, few good men actually sounds really good. Um, meaning that Nick Nicholson was Horvath. I did, I thought maybe you'd go a little obscure, other than Saving Private Ryan or something newer. So I just went Full Metal Jacket. Everyone danced around the obvious. So Captain Miller, yeah, oh, God, Private, Private Mellish, yeah. Private Caparzo, and Corporal Upham round out the other parts of the team. You, I can't believe you did that in Saving Private Ryan. I thought it was too easy because Horvath was that Tom Sizemore. Yeah, yeah. See, I would have guessed that. I mean, I, that's exactly what I wanted to say, but I was yeah. like, no way he's asking a Saving Private Ryan question. That's why I, Saving Private Ryan is like, I think it's my favorite Spielberg movie, and it's certainly my favorite war movie. Yeah, it should have won. Uh, well, I was in the, the right. Year. I was in the right conflict, but not the right uh, theater. I thought Horvath. I'm like, oh, Tom Sizemore, and then I thought it was too easy, so I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna go for that. Is that the word theater? The Pacific Theater. Theater. Right? That's what they say, right? Yes, the Pacific Theater. Absolutely. Question three. It's all about the fifth element. Not the movie. Mm. And not the actual fifth element, which is boron. Which element is the fifth most abundant in the Earth's crust, in the human body, and in the oceans? All three. Number five. I'm going to lock in with an answer anyway. On previous episodes, you've heard that I don't know anything about elements except maybe a Honda element. Um, so I'm going to go with just one that I know is in the body, and I think it's in the water and Earth's crust. So don't know if that's right. Okay. I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. So All right. I went with one that is number one in, uh, in terms of the Earth's atmosphere, uh, nitrogen. All right. I said I said sodium, but I think that's too high in the ocean. I think there's more than top five but i said sodium okay uh, i just went with carbon uh because i answered that on uh a previous episode on episode uh six and uh, i got it wrong so i was hoping if i said it again i'd get it right yeah one of these days yeah well unfortunately you've all gotten it wrong yeah you might find this in your bones you might find this in the great barrier reef and you definitely find it calcium. in the white cliffs of dover ah. calcium mm. is that a game of thrones reference no, like Cliffs of Dover. Sounds like and, and when Neil has a tummy ache, he busts out the tums, and there's a there's a calcium in there too. Oh, yeah. it? I don't bust out tums. I know what you mean though. You could. I could. <laughs> I I prefer this Gaviscon, is... and uh, they did pay me to say that yeah. today. <laughs> Gaviscon, it takes the pain away. I love that we're saying it because no one cares about Gaviscon. They wouldn't even know about this. So Gaviscon, 
Okay. Someone has a Google alert set for Gaviscon. <laughs> Gaviscon's fine. No one cares. See, nobody cares. <laughs> Dots it. Gaviscon yeah, here. Gaviscon. <laughs> so, question four. What three presidents were all born in 1946? In fact, they were all born within three months of each other. Summer of 1946. Matt. I'm locked in. Matt's in? Yeah, this is not one I knew, um, but then I stumbled upon this fact and I thought it was quite interesting. I probably could have figured it out logically. Okay, I'm in on this one. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I read through my uh, presidents and I think I came up with it. Matt and Ken are in. Neil sweating it out over there. Watching both of these guys try to do math to figure out how old people would be when they were presidents pretty great, though. I would have thought that people would have not been sweating so much on this one, but I think I I think I have two of them, and I'm just I, I'm in this. I was in the same boat, and then I decided that I wasn't going to think any harder. I was just going to lock in with what I thought was right. We need to name three, correct? Yes, all three were born in the summer of '46. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ken, you uh, you were in, you you were out, you were back in. Yeah, I did the hokey pokey on this one, and I ended up saying uh, Clinton, George W. Bush, and Donald Trump. Man. I'm I'm almost a hundred percent positive on Trump and Clinton, and then I went with GW. Neil, so uh, I I knew Donald Trump just had his birthday recently. He turned seventy one. So I, I hope he had a very unhappy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I deduced that one. Um, I put Clinton, and then I had uh, George W. Bush and Jimmy Carter written down. I feel like George W. isn't as old as I thought he was. And I saw Jimmy Carter on a plane handshaking everyone, and he looks very old, but I feel like he's like 80. But I put uh, Jimmy Carter, actually, instead of um, George W. Uh, James Earl Carter is uh, 92, I believe. Yeah, that's <laughs> he's, quite, he's quite elderly. <laughs> he's yeah. very old. Um, so, uh, yes, Matt and Ken with correct answers yeah. there. Uh, so, yeah, born within about three months of each other, uh, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, and George W. Bush. Should have went with my gut. I had them listed right there, and I yeah. second-guessed myself. Yeah, something that I didn't know. Thought that was an interesting fact. You know, because especially since you think it's been about um, 25 years yeah. <laughs> since Clinton took office. So yeah, shows you a little bit of a difference there. Well, he was the cool young president at the time, right? He did the saxophone thing. That's right. He played saxophone on stage. <laughs> Rhodes Scholar. Yeah. Depends on what your definition of is is. <laughs> so we've been going cool, lame, cool, lame. Yeah. So we're in, we're in for a treat next. Yeah, I hope so. So, Sweet. so Kanye is running. Good. Confirmed. <laughs> or The Rock. That would be very uncool Actually. to me. No, it's Vanilla Ice. No one's cooler than Ooh, the ice. Uh, Mr. Van Winkle. Yes. <laughs> All right. On to question five. Our listener submitted question. This one coming today from David Raffetto. Uh, David is our first Patreon supporter. So thank you very much, David. Uh, if you want to also join him and check us out, support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash triviality podcast. So David's question is what Washington DC building has the address one first street. Got to thank you for this question, David. I, uh, I'm a geography buff. Didn't know this one myself. Got it wrong when I took a look. That is bad news for us. Mm-hmm. I know two buildings, so and I don't think it's either of these. Well, I know one and its address, and then the one that I guessed was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I have a guess. In it's not like the Washington Monument. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was like a trick because it has a door and stairs, and we considered a building. That did cross my mind. Yeah, so. I can go ahead and uh, keep guessing, but I'm just gonna pick one, go with the gut. Yeah, I'm gonna put my wrong answer in too. Okay, I'm in. I'm not confident about it. All right, 
Ken, you were in? I wonder now if it's the Smithsonian, but I went with the Treasury. Mm. Okay. Matt? I put the Capitol building. Uh, I put the Pentagon. Not famously 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, as that is the White House. Correct. My gut also went to the U.S. Capitol, but you missed out on the third branch of government. Mm-hmm. One First Street is where you can find the U.S. Supreme Court. Ah. So, great question. Thanks for that, David. Yeah, yeah thank thanks, you, David. Dave. That, that's a toughie, but mm-hmm. uh, fair question. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Do you know there's 365 <laughs> stairs there? One so for the each Supreme day of the Court? year? No, uh, the U.S. Capitol. Going back oh. to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, see, that would be like one of those viral sensations that some weirdo does where like they, they only they stand photograph on one themselves stair. on right. one oh. stair every one day. One stair for every a year. day for a year. David yeah. Bain will probably do it at some like point. A when time he gets lapse, <laughs> like James Blunt's like had a bad day. It'll be over. David Blaine's 365 stairs. I was actually thinking it was Neil's 2018 recap, stairs in review, and it's just like a picture of you walking down the stairs <laughs> one day at a time. Ugh. Throw a slinky down the, that mother. Ugh. He gets to the final one. Doesn't go all the way. There's a right. there's a question here that I I don't Just like. like uh, I'm going to admit. Ace so. Ventura. It's very symbolic of Congress. Oh, that too. We Get would need so a five. To... We would need a five four approval to put that slinking downstairs. <laughs> question six: Which tennis champion tested positive for a banned substance at the 2016 Australian Open? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, you said champion, right? Yes. This would not be the uh, tennis star that was on my wall in college, but a different one. Is that oh, Agassi? Man. That's going to give you a little bit of a hint. Back in 2003, Iowa City, Iowa. I won't say who it is now because I don't want to give give the answer away, but that person was on my wall. Fair I enough. just don't like that those sports questions a tennis question. Yeah, I do. <laughs> because of course one. it is. Okay. I am in on this one. Okay. Uh, I think I remember hearing this on the news. Uh, that being said, I'm not a tennis guy. I picked a tennis player. <laughs> right, well, let's hear it. There. Let's yep. hear it. I went with uh, Sharapova. Mm. I went with Rafi Nadal. Uh, the answer is Maria Sharapova. Mm. That would be Maria Sharapova. Ugh, that wasn't even the right gender. Do you know who was on my wall from those clues I gave? In Kornikova. Kornikova. Anna Kornikova. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. One of the other famous. She Olympus. was not a champion. She was not a champion. Never, no. Never won anything. Champion Just a Neil's of Neil's heart. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Featured champion your of Neil's own heart. joke. I like yeah. it. Man, today's not my day. <laughs> Uh, it is not. But I won't Neil's lead is tenuous right I, now. Yeah, so. It is. I won't score recap. We'll, we'll save it for the end. Question seven, 007 oh. tries to stop a satellite that can fire an electromagnetic pulse at the Earth in what Bond movie? I'm in. Yep, same. Of course they are. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to know it as soon as I hear it, and then it's going to bother me. Um, yeah, I have an answer. Okay. Count with some confidence. I'm going to go with Goldeneye, though Moonraker was also in my mind. Goldeneye is the one uh, where he's trying to stop the satellite from causing damage. Yeah, uh, based on my knowledge from the 64 game, I remember there were parts of that, so I said Goldeneye. I thought Goldeneye would be too easy, so I went with Moonraker for some reason. So uh, a satellite would not be on the moon. Oh. Ken and Matt are correct. Yeah. It is Goldeneye. See, I, thought it, I thought Goldeneye was too easy. I love Goldeneye. Well, did you? I spent I spent so many hours in that multiplayer. What was the name of the guy that worked Aja. the satellite? I thought that oh. one had a, a nice subtle clue that because would be, uh, uh, Boris, Boris, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I believe uh, satellite for satellite dish is Played one of the levels. Alan, Alan Cumming, I believe. Yes, yeah. he plays Boris. Question eight: What actor loved the smell of napalm in the morning in the movie Apocalypse Now? I'm in. So make up for not getting Goldeneye. This is one that I should know, and I don't. Great documentary about the making of that movie uh, called Heart of Darkness. 
definitely worth a, a look. I always confuse him with James Conn. I almost wrote James Conn. It's not him. It's uh, Jim Conn. Jim Conn. Um, he's got an S in his name. He's in The Judge. I don't know why Why I have such trouble with these actors. I always forget James McAvoy's name and this guy's name mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, oh, I got it. Okay. Um, I'm watching Neil watch Ken write down his answer. <laughs> yeah. It. Folks listening at home, there's definitely an edit in there because I was thinking about this for a little bit too long. Uh, but I think I finally came up with the correct answer. And what'd you settle upon? Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Robert Duvall is the correct answer. I think where you messed up is you said it, there might be an S in it, but in Godfather, he played Sonny. So maybe that's where you got the S from. I, I don't think so. I think I just always forget this guy's name and it just like disappears from my mind and comes back and I think he's uh, James Caan for some reason. Yeah, that's a, that's a common mistake. Matt? Um, I put not James Caan. Because I know it's not James Conn, and that's all I got from <laughs> that, that. Technically correct. Yeah, it is technically correct, but I will not award points for uh, that. Question nine. Uluru is a massive sandstone monolith found in the northern territory of this country. Okay. Can you spell or say Unalu? Uluru. Uluru. U-L-U-R-U. It's a massive sandstone monolith. All right. Ken? All right, I uh, figured this might be related to Petra somehow, so I said Jordan. Okay. I was thinking the same region. Uh, I said, but I said Egypt. All right, and Neil. Those are great answers. I just put Saudi Arabia. So you might know it better as Ayers Rock. Uluru is a monolith found in the center of Australia. Oh, oh. we are all way off. And I purposefully wrote an Australia question I thought Neil would get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was going to go Australia because you went territory and it jogged my memory because earlier on you said uh, Australian territory or whatever. Yeah. Northern Territory is a state in Australia. Yeah. And so when no, you said that. Yeah. And the, uh, when you spelled Uluru too, I was thinking that it might be like native Aborigine. It is, it is an Aboriginal term. And I was like, term. I was thinking that too, but I, I was too uh, ingrained in the Middle East by that mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I was all in on the Middle East. <laughs> Question 10. There are four fundamental forces in nature. Gravity is one of them. Tell me the other three. Okay. This is tough. Um, Trying to think back to science class and maybe films that this might have been referenced in as well. I apologize to Zach, not my teacher uh, in high school. It was a long time ago and I don't remember. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, me too, because I don't care. (laughs) I don't know this at all. All right. Neil. You think you're wrong. What do you got? I, I think I'm wrong. I just put uh, acceleration, velocity, and mass. Yeah, I, I put earth, wind, and fire. Okay, I think I was onto something a little bit more on this one. I think uh, in addition to gravity, magnetism is one, energy is one, and I was having trouble with the fourth, and I had to settle for matter, though I don't think that's correct. So the four fundamental forces, gravitation, electromagnetism, the strong and weak nuclear forces. After tallying up our points, Matt still in third place with 80, but Ken moves up to a tie for first 120 points he shares with Neil. All comes down to this, Neil. Yeah, we usually end in a tiebreaker, but I feel like Matt can come up from Yeah, Matt's behind. here too. Let's, Matt let's is still not here. forget. We'll see how this goes. It's true. I mean, uh, you can wager up to 150. No one has that many, but uh, you certainly can make up some ground here. All right. So the first question is going to be in physics. Second question is going to be in geography. 
Question three is going to be in units of measurement. Question five, 80s pop hits. All right. So as you may know, final round, five questions. Players can wager up to 30 points per question. And so we will see what they wagered. First question was in physics. Which physicist is responsible for developing the uncertainty principle? Last name is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know this too. Question two. Geography. Name New York City's five boroughs. Oh, man. The question three. In measurements, how long is a fortnight? Oh, man. I know this one. <laughs> and I did not wager. Question four. In sports... What is the occupation of the highest paid public official in the U.S.? That is not sports. And the last question is in 80s pop. In 1985, this band asked people to hush hush as voices carry. Keep it down now, Matt. Hush hush are the lyrics and voices carry is the song title. Okay, I'm uh, in all around. Yeah, me too. I don't think I'm going to get that one. Uh, I'm just thinking of that public official one. Highest paid public official? Yes. Hush, hush, the lyrics and voices carry. I guess the way it's worded, you might think okay. I took a little I'm bit of artistic license, but I'm pretty sure that I can back this one up. I think it's fine. So. I think I know what you're getting at. I don't know what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. And answers in physics. What physicist is responsible for the development of the uncertainty principle. Uh, so Neil had the throwaway here. Let's go to you. He had no wager here. Uh, I put just put Heisenberg. Okay. <laughs> so close. Uh, I put Newton. Ken? And I um, put Hawking because I was unaware of the answer. So the only person with no points to gain is the only person with the right answer. It was Werner von Heisenberg. Oh, oh nicely done. The yeah. Heisenberg uncertainty principle. The only oh, yeah, I, that sound that rings a bell. The only for reason sure. I knew that is is my friend James is in a band called the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle, and I just I didn't know if that was the same thing, but wow, it's quite a way to get it. Yeah, yeah, that's one way. So Neil had nothing to gain, but Matt and Ken both lose ten on that one. Second question: Nobody had any wagers, but the question was: <laughs> Name New York City's five boroughs. Who feels confident with this one? I think good. I think I got four of them. I want uh, Brooklyn, Long Island, Queens, Manhattan, and I couldn't think of a fifth. But uh, oh, Broadway maybe. 
No, Neil. It's the Bronx. It's right? the Bronx. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, Long Island, and the Bronx. Matt. Yep, I had the same. Uh, it is not Long Island. Is Staten Island? Oh, Staten Island. Staten Island. Oh, Manhattan, the Bronx, Staten Island, Brooklyn, and Queens. For the record. Two of the five boroughs are on Long Island, mm-hmm. uh, principally, if I'm not mistaken. I know Queens is, and I believe um, I believe Brooklyn is also. Is it not? <clears throat> well, uh, if you're from New York, let us know. I'm sure you will. So. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Queens in the Bronx, right? Yeah, Queens in the Bronx. All right, third question. Measurements. How long is a fortnight? Nobody with anything to gain here, but it seems like everybody might know it. Uh, two weeks. 14 days. I put two weeks. I'll take either. Yeah, two weeks, 14 days. Too bad uh, everybody took the conservative route. I think if you had called that miscellaneous, I might have bet something. But so it's a shame that you, you labeled it. Try and goad you into something. Yeah. All right. Last uh, for question four. In sports, there is some to gain and lose. Matt bet 30. Mm-hmm. Neil bet 10. Ken stayed away. Why don't we go over to Matt. So the question, of course, was... What is the highest paid public official in the U.S.? Yes, so, occupation. So technically, uh, an athletic director at a public university is a public figure, um, oh, and they'd be the highest paid. Um, I think it's the athletic director at Alabama. I'm not sure which one. Do you want to? Do you want to give me the name? I don't. I, I is it? Uh, is, is it Nick Saban? Is Nick Saban? Do I get bonus thirty? Points? I will. I will give you that because you know who it was. <laughs> Uh, okay. yes, Don't he is, bonus he is, point. he is an athletic director, but he's more commonly a football coach, yeah. as you know. So, yep. Uh, that is correct. And, uh, Neil, what did you put? I just put general manager. I had uh, no answer on that one. Right. So Matt gaining 30 on that one. Well right. played. Uh, Neil will drop only 10 and on to question five wagers here all around. Ken and Neil throwing in 10, Matt throwing in 20 in 1985. This band asked. You two hush hush as voices carry. Who was that? All right. So um, when I was very young, I had these 80s compilation CDs that my uncle gave me as a gift. I believe this song was on uh, one of those CDs. And the band, I think, is called Till Tuesday. All right. Matt? I was thinking of the song Too Shy by Koji something. Kajagugu? Yeah. And that's what I was thinking of. So that's what I put. All right. Neil? Uh, for some reason, I couldn't get uh, Toto's Africa out of my head, so I just put Toto. <laughs> All right. It is not Toto. It is not Kajagugu. It is apostrophe T-I-L Tuesday. Till Tuesday. Ken, well played. Thank you, sir. So, calculation of the final. Ken came out unscathed, neither gaining nor losing. He broke even in that final round. Neil, down 20. And Matt. Uh, Matt also comes out dead level with where he started mm-hmm. so the final round scores uh bring it to matt 80 neil 100 and ken 120 so it looks like this week ken you are the cream of the crop i am the cream yeah the cream of the crop that was a that was a good game guys um yeah. i'm glad i was able to somewhat redeem myself for some of the really embarrassing mm-hmm. answers i gave but i don't <laughs> think any amount of victory can take away the the stain of 13 monkeys. Of 13 monkeys. You should have, you was... should have wagered so you ended the game at 130. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, 120 is actually the correct amount to end mm-hmm. it. So. Yeah. Bam. I was I was going to bet zero the whole round because um, we always end in tiebreakers, and I should have, but 
That was a good game. Yep, good game, guys. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Uh, good questions, and I, you know, it was almost like fifty percent through that game. So I think that's a good, uh, good difficulty level. A little higher than your usual game, so we'll take it. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> that's right about where you guys finish yeah, on mine. So, fine. thank you to uh, Ken, Matt, and Neil for a great game. If you'd like to play along with our contestants, make sure to check out our Facebook page, download our official Triviality Score Sheet that we use here in the studio. If you'd like to get in touch with any of us, find us on Twitter using the hashtag TrivialityPod, Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrivialityPod, or you can reach out directly via email to send your question submissions to TrivialityPodcast at gmail.com. Make sure if it's a question five submission to put it in the subject line along with the host you'd like to read it. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, thank you to David and Adam for today's questions. Indeed. And uh, what is another way that people can spread the word, Ken? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. And uh, other than spreading the word, the best way you can support the show is by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Triviality on your favorite podcast app. And we really do appreciate those uh, reviews to make us a little more searchable and uh, you know, hopefully uh, more strangers can find us. We're, uh, we're aiming for 50. Until next game, on behalf of Ken, Matt, Neil, and myself, that was Triviality. What food have we got left? Well, let me see. Oh, yes. Lovely. Lambus bread. And look! More Lambus bread. I don't usually hold the foreign food, but this other stuff, it's not bad. 